0: We're the Nata Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm
1: Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors Podcast where we. Hunt, hunt it forward.
0: We are. Tired. out. <laughs> hey. Uh, you
1: got a little dry blood in your beard. No, I don't. You do too.
0: Really? Yeah. I scrubbed the piss out of that thing. Where's that? Uh, you got it out now. Uh, shit. I feel like I need your new shower now. Yeah. it would be alright. Uh, yeah. Where's Copenhagen, doofus? It oh. <laughs> looks like dry blood.
1: <laughs> it could be dry blood. It
0: could be. Because we slaughtered some animals this weekend.
1: <laughs> that is the truth. We had some fun.
0: We did, and we're paying for it because, like you said, it's uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. We just got in from field processing a great big old barbary. Yep. And that Kyle was fortunate enough to take down here in Texas.
1: Yes. However, <laughs> we're gonna use this as a lesson. Lessons learned,
0: because we were not prepared for this one. No, no. So we did some stuff. We did some stuff today, Kyle, that I would not recommend. And you know, we've we've had a podcast just like that. Um, uh, Shh, sh- shit, not to do. Yes. Right. Um. Yeah, we did that podcast. What not to do when hunting? Don't do what we did today. <laughs> First thing, we come all the way over here, and we didn't bring everything that we would need for a hunt like that. Well, and so
1: to fully not expecting to not do expecting that. to do that, we had we had no expectations to get to do the things that we got to do simply because. Um, I was I was expecting it just to be a trip where we came and uh, and helped a friend out. We were looking at uh, his his ranch here in in Texas. Uh, he's got just over twenty thousand acres. Twenty three thousand. Yep. And uh, he's he's wanting to to grow the pronghorn herd he's got around Mm -hmm. and so we were we came to look at that that's the primary reason we came was to look at that give him some uh, some insight and some planning as far as kind of a way to accomplish that goal and so we weren't we didn't have any idea that
0: these these Uh options would would be open to Correct, and who's gonna turn down uh, an Audad hunt down here in Texas? And of course, the cool thing about the Audad hunt, a Barbary sheep hunt is what we call it. Um, But the cool thing about that is that we, it it wasn't a Texas hunt. You know, um, it wasn't your typical sitting in a blind, sitting in a tree stand. shooting something that comes in on a feeder type of hunt we no no high fence no high fence everything everything on his place is free range yep and it's a big place so there's plenty of range for them to roam on yep um and the barbary you know we went what did we figure out a mile and a quarter about
1: you know well that was that was just the stock
0: yeah just the stock yeah um um, you know, about a, well, about wasn't about a mile from where we saw them to correct where we shot it. So that about a mile uh, from where we took off, where, where we set out from, where we parked the jeep to them was about a mile and a quarter. Um, so, having steep country,
1: yeah, up and down, uh, rimrock type country. Um, and having explained all that, uh, because we did not anticipate those opportunities, we brought we brought a couple of rifles. Sure. I in case brought, we got to shoot some. I coyotes brought my two seventy just in case we might get to shoot some coyotes and pigs because I thought that was prob- probably mm-hmm. possible. Um, and we did make a coyote stand this weekend. Didn't call anything in. Correct. Uh, but so we brought a rifle, and I brought you know my. Typical backpack that I carry with me that's got a seat on it for for doing coyote stands, and I had a piece. I my top jacket for my quote unquote ghillie suit is just camo. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a little bit shaggy as all it is. Um, but I didn't have boots. Oh, <laughs> you were wandering around in tennis shoes. I had my tennis shoes. I, I had my blue my, jeans. I did bring my snake boots. And I had a camo OGT t-shirt. Right. Uh, right. So I was repping New Mexico. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but well, we we're We're, we're prepared. a Jeep that
0: yeah. had New Mexico tags. We, we were. The New Mexico, tags, and New Mexico,
1: Mexico tags, cool. tags. So that was cool. But uh, we weren't prepared with what we would normally take out in the field packs, uh, provisions, all that stuff, and uh, we really didn't need any provisions. But the one thing we absolutely needed, but forgot to put in, was water. Was water.
0: Well, you know, I mean, we weren't like you said. We weren't prepared. and We weren't even even when he said, "Hey, you, you know, you guys go." Um, Get you an Audad. We weren't prepared, even at that point, you know, and we, and we weren't we weren't thinking at that point that it was going to be much. Yes. You know, we were thinking, you know, we're gonna drive out there and see some dad and hike a couple hundred yards and probably shoot something that's not even gonna run from us. Yeah. Uh, which was absolutely not <laughs> the case. <laughs> you know, it, it, we had to. To work a little bit to find them um, and then we had time on our on our against us because we only had three hours so it's been real hot down here uh, yesterday long, it was 104 degrees
1: yesterday today it got up to mid 90s uh, possibly 100 I don't know the last time we checked it was, it was 93 98, 98. It was 98 yeah. but uh, and so we waited we waited till what yeah, we six o'clock.
0: We could've went earlier. I mean we come back in, we took a nap, went, um, and, went and ate, and then came back and got ready and went out. We could have we could have had six hours. Yes. But it was just too dang hot. It was. So so we waited until it cooled down a little bit and got up in there. And uh, we weren't going to see them anyway. Them, they, them Barbary were not going to be up and moving movie until they were. Yeah. Because it was too dang hot. Yeah. So, all that being
1: said, we weren't prepared, but we still got it. We got it done.
0: done. We did. And we went out with some water. So we, we got out there and we, we spotted these Barbary and we put a mile-long stock on them. We got up to, Kyle's shot hit that Barbary at 80 yards um, with the 270, which is not the greatest. Arguably,
1: probably an underpowered gun for that species, Um, because those are tough animals. just
0: goes to show shot placement is everything. Absolutely. Because he went a grand total of 25 yards, you know, great shot, um, great placement. Put him down, um, big ram. Yeah. Beautiful ram. Um, and then the race was on. I had to walk all the way back to the jeep, which was you know a mile and a quarter in the dark. we had about hot. fifteen
1: minutes of shooting light light left, left when I when shot him. The trigger, yeah. And so as you were walking back, I started gutting him, but I plum ran out of again yeah. that preparation yeah. thing i didn't yeah. have any light didn't have a headlight nothing No flashlight nothing light on the phone that was it well and i couldn't even <laughs> use it because i had two hands i was trying to pull guts right. out with you right. know uh so yeah i ran out of light i got him as gutted as i possibly could um didn't have a saw to cut his pelvis didn't have a saw to cut his
0: pelvis just a mess just a complete but <laughs> well, we got it done trail right. i got back to the jeep uh, thought I was going to die getting back to the Jeep because it was so hot and I had not had any water. You had to um, stop. I did. I had to stop. I had to call my wife and talk to my wife to make sure that uh, I was coherent because I felt like I felt like I was getting a little loopy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and so I got a little worried so I stopped. I sat down and I called the wife. And I talked to her um, for a little bit and I got up and I kept talking to her as I walked and and then I, I knew where I was, and that was the most important thing. You know, I knew where I was at. Um, I knew how I went right straight to the jeep. Um, but in those situations, you know, you've got to pay attention to those warning signs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't pay attention to those warning signs and that, and you start making mistakes, you can put yourself in a really really bad situation. And we'd already handicapped ourselves by not taking water, and then. Um, that could have possibly put me in a bad situation
1: because you left, and I Ooh. knew where you were going. But in the dark,
0: it's going to be hard to find you if you passed out or Correct. something like that. Correct. Or, and, and, that, and that's why I called my wife. I always share my location with my wife um, on her iPhones, so she knows where I'm at, and, and she can find me. And that's another thing I, I, you know, another thing I told her. Listen, you know, if you don't hear from me in an hour or two, call Kyle. Uh because he's not gonna know where I'm at and you know um, and it's good to do that it's good to just be humble sit down and make sure that you um, got your wits about you and that's what I did so I sat down got my wits about me caught my breath a little bit um, got up walked until I saw the Jeep and I told Dana you know I see the Jeep I'm out Got in the jeep, went and found you. Got that booger loaded up. Got him back to the ranch headquarters here. Uh, got him cut up and in the freezer. And now we are home and tired. <laughs> that
1: is absolutely true. Tired. All All things considered, it was it was a ton of fun. Yeah,
0: oh no! It was a blast. We um, haven't even
1: told the most fun part. Well. <laughs> Let's, let's hold on to that one. <laughs> we're not done with the, the, the barber sheep hunt. No, we're not. Um, you always hear how hard how hard that hunt is, how hard those animals are to hunt. Uh-huh. They have really good eyesight. They have a great sense of smell. Um, we're extremely lucky to have done what we did. But uh, I say lucky, and I, I'll, I'll say this again. You know, I, I've always heard that luck is is the, where preparation and opportunity meet. We were not thoroughly prepared, other than the fact that we have hunted together so much uh-huh. that we knew pretty much exactly what we were going to do. Um, it took us a little bit to find those animals. Yeah. Uh, but when we did, we made a plan and we went after it. Uh-huh. Um, and I know you, you know me, we know how we move, we know so how we think. Seamless. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So seamless in the field. And that makes sense, you know, when you have a good hunting buddy like that, like what Kyle's talking about, where we know each other, and there's no argument, there's no, I think we should do this, well, I think we should do that. Uh, none of that. It's just we trust each other. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it, it, it makes it so much better to go through a scenario like that, you know, from from spotting those sheep to determining, you know, we had to move on quick because we knew it, it was a long ways and we were going to run out of light. Mm-hmm. And determining the route to adjusting the route um, to adjusting to, you know, one of the, like, like, you know, I veered off once and went up a little hill t- to... Um, to glass, mm-hmm. and there was zero uh, communication there. We just, you know, go together, uh, and so yeah, having hunted so much together and understanding each other's moves and and stuff like that, it just makes it so much easier. And the other the other thing that made it really nice is,
1: and this is for new new hunters as well as a reminder for it's always good to remind yourself um, even if you've been hunting a long time is just to remember the basics the wind was perfect in our favor mm-hmm. we could not have played the wind any better and we worked hard to make it so absolutely um but those when you can remember those basics of you know where's the wind blowing how can i keep that in my favor how can i use the terrain to my advantage when we dropped off of where we first saw them there's a big big valley kind of out in front of us and the sun was going down on our right hand side
0: that yeah, to the right behind us yeah
1: and so while we were in that valley thankfully we were far enough away that they didn't see us but uh, again sticking to those basics i knew our best shot at getting in on them was to get to the southwest side of that mm-hmm. valley and in the in in, in the edge of the trade net tree line in the shadows and that and when we did that we actually found a road which is awesome because you just yeah we just booked, booked it, it right down, down the, the road, road uh towards the track but uh from there you know once we got close we had some hills in between us and so we had two different paths that we could have taken and again this coming back to basics we knew we had some water on our left hand side uh-huh. and there was a very good chance that they were possibly going to be moving towards that water turns out they weren't but yeah. at least at that point in time
0: but it was a, it was a good thought
1: but it was a good thought and so with that thought We kind of, instead of going straight to where we had last seen them, Mm -hmm. which possibly would have busted us, um, we veered to the left around the hill down towards the water to see if we couldn't catch them coming to water. Um, Doing that put us even in a better position because of what they were actually doing, which was moving further south along Mm -hmm. the ridge. And so... Uh, yeah, just being able to read those animals, know how they use terrain—all mm-hmm. just those little things really can help um, boost your uh, efficiency and successfulness Success, yeah. as as a hunter.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was—I mean—it was just a perfect scenario. You know, there was four or five. I still don't know how many there were for sure, but I think there were five. Possibly. Um, I, I for sure saw four. Yeah. I can't say um, so I saw four. Because they kept kind of going over the hill and coming back. Correct. And um, good rams and... You know, I, I, I haven't ever hunted on that, or Barbie. So... Um, I don't have I don't know a whole lot about their habits mm-hmm. you know you hear things you read things stuff like that but I've never actually hunted them so you know we have them back home especially where I'm from uh, there's quite a few of them down there but I've never hunted them so yeah. it was a cool experience it was cool to get to watch them kind of move um, you know we had lots of different opportunities we had one opportunity for you to get a shot that was about 150 yards, mm-hmm. but the wind was wreaking havoc on you, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get down, get prone from where we were at, and so it was tough. And then
1: the next opportunity that they that, that, that group gave me for a
0: shot was a skyline shot. Yeah, they were all and skyline, and we couldn't, just don't we take, couldn't that take that shot. That shot. So, They ended up all going over the hill at once, so we made a move to get closer, and about halfway there, the big one popped back over the rim, um, presented you an 80-yard shot, 80-something yard shot. The wind wind was blowing probably 25, 30 mile an
1: hour, Um, and at this point, I had knelt down Mm -hmm. I had a shooting stick but it was just a single a a single um, it wasn't a bipod it was just a single stick the monopod Uh, and so I was kneeling down with the monopod and so that wind was still kind of wreaking havoc and it took me a little longer to settle on him with my scope and put the crosshairs where I wanted them and uh, while I was so it was funny because while I was focusing on all that trying to get steady trying to get get it put in a good spot I actually surprised myself with the break on the rifle like when it went boom I was like ooh hope that was a good shot <laughs> <laughs> I I trusted myself to know I was in the you know within within a pie plate yeah of the vitals where I needed to be um, you know but I I had I was trying to get as steady as I possibly could with those crosshairs right behind that shoulder, and uh, I think what happened at between the time that I was trying to get steady and when when I actually fired the shot, he actually quartered away from me pretty, pretty uh, at a pretty good angle. He was a good quarter. I mean, you know, he was he was a. And so you were watching, and you said, "Oh." You got him good. You got him good. That's a good solid hit, and I, I could hear the hit, but I couldn't see any blood on him when he walked away. I just got a fleeting glimpse of it because of the recoil of the rifle and all that stuff. You said that you'd seen you know seen a good the, the yeah, shot I, placement I, right I behind the shoulder.
0: Shiver. I could see the entry Yeah. Well, I didn't know I. Didn't, it wasn't in his guts. I knew that. Yeah. I you know because he turned pretty quick, but I could see. You know I saw the entry world pretty quick yeah um, you know and you know the more you hunt the more these these things kind of start to slow down because I, I, I never got I never got overly excited today in any of the things that we did uh, and so that's cool getting those things to slow down really helps yeah and the more you hunt the more you'll you'll learn that trait you know slowing things down as you're hunting because you you know me I've, I've always been prone to buck fever and tornado mode right and so these past these past few years have been nice because that's really calmed down um, and today was great yeah so i saw I, I heard the crack um i saw the entry wound and um we did the standard, give him a few minutes. Of course, now, one thing, when you shot and he went over the hill, right? Mm-hmm. And we looked up and there was a coyote 10 yards in front of us. Yeah, he popped up after I shot. Going, and he was like looking at us going, What the heck? What the heck? He just woke me up. We were stalking everything. <laughs> and, uh, just popped up right in front of us it was was pretty crazy so we go over the hill and um, there stands the Barbary but I didn't know if it was him or not because there's a bunch of them Mm -hmm. so when you come up I was like don't shoot him because that might not be him not even letting it register in my mind that I could have shot it and if it wasn't him we had two Barbary yes and so at then that point in time,
1: it. I looked at you and I said, "Don't you want to shoot one?"
0: Yeah, and I was just like, and that stupid <laughs>
1: Barbary stood there and just looked at us like,
0: "No, I didn't have a good shot at him. I no. have had to put one in the back of his head or something because I mean he wasn't thirty yards from me." Yeah, and I think he, he, I think, he I think he didn't right to
1: stand there as long as we think he
0: stood there. No, he stood there for quite a while.
1: He did, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was as long as we think it was because we were like... It was
0: a solid 10 seconds. I don't even think it was that. Yeah, it was a solid 10 seconds because you were behind me. And when I come over, I saw him. And so I looked at him for a little bit and I was looking. I was going back and forth with my head trying to see his sides (laughs) and seeing if he had blood on him. Yeah. And then you came walking up after me and I told you, don't shoot him because I don't know if that one's yours yet. And I was still standing there looking at him. And he turned his head and, and looked back at me. And then you said to me, don't you want to shoot one? And I looked over at you, and I thought, oh, shit. And I looked back, and the Barbary was still looking at us. And then he said, nope, too long. And he took off. <laughs> so he was there, standing there. Now, he never presented a broadside shot, but he was standing there 30 yards away. I could have slipped one in his spine easy. Yeah. Because um, he was just right there. Uh, and as he took off, I saw yours laying about five yards to the left of him yeah. in the brush. Yeah. Um, and he went, man, he, he probably went 50 yards. 25 yards. Mine? Yeah. Oh,
1: 20, maybe 25 he yards. He didn't go that far. He
0: didn't go very far at all. So, no. Yeah.
1: But, and well, one thing I was surprised when we went up to look for blood, we, we saw just a little piece of blood, but that sucker did not bleed until he laid down and died.
0: Oh, really? No. There wasn't hmm. hardly anything. I, I didn't look, um, you know, because we saw him. We, we found the blood where we shot him, where he mm-hmm. shot him and then we talked out right there and then we saw them and so i didn't look for blood from there on out so yeah jack could have totally shot that barber yeah you could have
1: but uh, we had made that we had made the decision i wasn't inten-
0: intending on shooting yeah, like, That was because we point. had made
1: the decision when we went out that you got to do something fun earlier in the day so mm-hmm. this was my chance Yep.
0: Now you get to tell about the, the best part. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the, the place that, that we came up to, um, and he's wanting to do some, the, the antelope recovery and stuff like that, um, has also got quite a few coyotes and hogs on it, feral hogs. And one of the ways this gentleman... Um, manages the numbers of predators and hogs on his property is with a helicopter. <laughs> Not the actual helicopter, but shooting them from, from the a helicopter. helicopter. And if you have ever shot anything from a helicopter, you know what I'm saying when that is the coolest thing I have ever done in my life. So much fun. It's just amazing. Now, so So first we just went up and um, he took us over to another, uh, a friend of his ranch and showed us a bunch of exotics from the air and that was really cool, um, to see a little of the country around him. We looked for the antelope on his property and saw the antelope and which is, you know, he's got kind of two portions of the ranch, the antelope are all over here on this side of the highway. Uh, And where we were hunting, Barbary was on the other side of the highway. So we looked at the antelope, and then we landed and went to lunch and come back. We had about 45 minutes, and he said, let's go up and and fly the antelope pastures again and Mm -hmm. see if we can see a a coyote or some pigs. We flew around for about 30 minutes and hadn't seen a single thing. So we were headed back, and I was a little bummed. But then, right there at the last, boom, a big herd of pigs. And it was just non-stop action for about 10 minutes yeah it was it was
1: a lot of fun uh so rodney rodney got to shoot uh i was in the front spotting uh with with the guy that uh, owns the place who was flying and uh there was pigs going everywhere i mean rodney was looking right below us at three or four and, mm -hmm. and and me and And the guy who owns the place we're looking at three or four out Mm -hmm. a little further around and so um, that is the fun part about about hunting from that helicopter is it does give you a fantastic vantage point and you can really see those animals what
0: was really cool is you were never if you bust that group on the ground yeah you were going to get an opportunity at one those pigs and possibly a very fleeting opportunity at that one yeah and what was cool about it is they busted up and pigs are going everywhere and we get on one and um, to my I'm not gonna say surprise but great joy I didn't waste a lot of time splattering that first one yeah Um, a few shots put him down we're very happy with that because I didn't want to be this dunce up there who couldn't shoot (laughs) <laughs> um, you know but then the cool part after that is we saw another one run off this way and so you just go in that direction until you see it running again and this is pretty thick country yeah, we a, lot, a lot of mesquite you know and we ended up I, I ended up splashing five pigs yeah. in that area and and it's just cool because you know you can just go back and pick up another one okay we chase this one off and shot him and let's go back and catch the other one and you just kind of go around until you can get them all, and um, and, if you, sh- and if you don't know, and you think,
1: oh, this seems a little bit excessive, killing killing five pigs. Uh, the those feral pigs are a big problem uh, down here. They tear up agricultural fields. They they tear up fences. They. Uh, yeah, they're just a they, huge. They're 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 a varmint. They're they're they, a
0: huge nuisance. They kill these things by the thousands. Oh yeah. Um, and you'll never get rid of them. Never. never there's just too many of them. They to breed too fast. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, but but it was very cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, so thankful to get to come down here, and enjoy this opportunity because you know it's just it's rare to find people as good as, as our hosts have been. Oh, they've been fantastic. Um, and uh such a neat place um and just down to earth folks yeah yeah and uh really cool place a really cool lo- location great country around here which i'm very happy to see you know because i don't give i don't give texas a lot of credit for having a lot of great country mostly because i love the mountains mm-hmm. and there's no mountains around here um there's hill country and stuff like that, but there's no mountains, and I love my mountains, yeah, I love my twelve thousand feet ten thousand feet kind of you know kind of mountains, but this is a really neat area um, it reminds me of a few places back home, but also very unique mm-hmm. and uh, just a blast. We saw a lot of cool stuff we got to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, put in a little work helping a friend so just all in all a great weekend we'll be back absolutely (laughs) absolutely I told the wife you you know because they had the opportunity to come with us um and they were a little trepidatious at first you know um I think that I really don't know what they're worried about they probably think that we're going to stay at some guy's house yeah you know, but that's not what's here. And there's a full hunting lodge with multiple rooms and all of that cool and stuff. it's a cool hunting lodge. They built it
1: all themselves. They yes. did it with all and reclaimed air. materials. It is incredibly impressive.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Super fun weekend. Super fun time. Um... Looking forward to coming back. Absolutely, yeah, got gotta come back. Bring the wife, bring Poss- the kids. Possibly
1: in a, a, a cooler month, <laughs> a cooler time of year. That's
0: gonna be a must, you know. Maybe a January, February kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, next time you get to shoot out of the helicopter, and I right. get to kill the other dad. That's right. So we'll have we'll have that to look forward to for sure. So we're gonna sign out on a short one yeah just we are wore out because we're
1: yeah we're tired but uh had to share share that experience it was it was a lot of fun um but also a lot of work a lot of work and and if at all possible just make sure you're prepared as much as possible at least take some water water with water with you
0: Always carry a bladder of water or something. Yeah, and I have my damn Camelback in the car too.
1: I know, dumbass. So even even we are not immune to the to the uh, charms of dumbass. Yeah, there you (laughs) go. The the occasional (laughs) lapse in common sense. Yeah. So awesome. We will catch you guys down the road. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Facehole book Face Facehole Book. Facehole Instagram face whatever. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Yep. Or check out our website. Check out our website, not We have merchandise, t shirts.com. Uh, and hats. We gotta get some new hats. Uh yes. We should be having some leather patch hats coming yes. in pretty quick. So we may have those by the time they listen to this podcast. Probably so. Um, and we are probably going to start carrying some trapping supplies yes so stay tuned for that
0: yes so do us a favor go to iTunes Stitcher wherever you listen to your podcast subscribe and give us rate us five stars
1: we want you to rate us we want you to to rate us five stars (laughs) stars. rate us rate us what you think we're we're worth but uh if you like us, give us that
0: five right, star big rating. Five, big Cat five stars. And if you're willing, write a review. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. The more of those we can get out there,
1: the more we can share this information. That's and what this podcast. That's what this podcast is about. Is sharing information with with information with the hunting community. So let's do that together. All right, man. Adios. Adios.
0: Thanks for joining Notta Grande Outdoors
1: Podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, com. Adios. Adios.